three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, potluck style reviews where we just have the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. Today we will be reviewing the album Pluto X Baby Pluto. This is the first collaborative album by Future and Lil Uzi Vert. Future is an Atlanta-based trap rapper who first made splashes in the music industry in 2010 with a bunch of mixtapes. And after signing with Accurate Records, dropped his first record, Pluto, in 2012. But his biggest break was a collaborative album, What a Time to Be Alive, with Drake. He's back once again with another collab here with Little Uzi Bird. The Philadelphia rapper has been a force since his first hit, Exo Tour Life, and debut album, Love Is Rage 2, in 2017. And this year's huge and long-awaited eternal take. This is the first collaborative album for Uzi, so what do we think? Alan. So, we're recording this on Saturday, and we normally record on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, I came in, and I was ready to just tear this album up. I obviously didn't like it. If you know me, this style of music is not my favorite. Um, but today on Saturday, I, I guess I can just say that, you know, I, I didn't love this. I, Mark, you can attest to the fact that I did enjoy a lot of songs on Eternal Take, um, that song, Hard Piano, I really liked, Mm -hmm. but this one, I felt like the first song, Stripes Like Burberry, had a lot of promise and got me kind of thinking, oh, this could be a little different than the kind of future sound that I always tend to hear but as soon as the next song started I just we just sunk back into the same kind of same trap songs that you all have heard millions of times and if you like that style of music you're gonna like this album it's perfectly inoffensive in that way but for me it's just not doing it Milo all right this is Milo live and in stereo and listening to this album was like listening to basically the same song just with a few elements changed like there are very few points where the production was noticeably different than the song before it and the like lyricism is basically the same the content is the same there are similes everywhere some of which don't even really make sense there are punchlines that don't really make sense and at certain points even there's even like incoherent lyrics like in one song i thought future was saying uterus when that in fact was not what he was saying at all so this is not something this is not something that you look to for art this is something that you play at a party and people are like sipping scissor if we, if people still call it that and pop and molly and stuff but this is definitely background music for like turning up this is not by any means like do not think you're impressing anybody by quoting these lines or you're learning anything novel by listening to this production i personally i wasn't a fan which will become more evident as we get into particular tracks a uh, question for you, because you brought up, obviously, this wasn't something that's made it, like, sit down and digest, right? Which, is, of course, no one expected to get, you know, uh, fucking uh, uh, Run This Jewels or, you know, Logic type, some shit, you know. But 
for the kind of category it's going for, what you were saying, kind of party, play at a party, you know, have it a background, have some shit bumping, you know, people sipping Cesar or whatever. Um, do you think it like achieved it on that level though? I'll put it this way, and I say this with full honesty, I'd rather be listening to Six Nine. Like if I had to choose between this album or Six Nine for my turn up, I'm putting on Takashi. Damn, dude. Also shout out, there's a Takashi and Six Nine documentary on Hulu now. Just came out a few days ago. So it's called The Saga of Daniel Hernandez. I didn't like it all that much. I knew, a, I knew a lot of the shit already. Um, but Showtime's actually coming out with like a mini series that's supposed to be legit though, so Anywho, uh, that nigga doesn't need any more shine, so I probably don't need to do that. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Alan, same question to you. Do you feel like, even if it wasn't, obviously, like, both me and you definitely did not expect to have anything digestible, but do you think it satisfied the plot, the kind of market it was going for, just background, turn up, you know, sibling, whatever? No, I, I really can't say that it did to me. Well, you could probably tell. I'm not someone who really, when I go to a party, this music isn't typically what's on. But even still, there are just other artists who I feel like can make bangers that are better. There's a million Travis Scott songs and a million Young Thug songs that I just feel like we just vibe so much better. This, this to me, is the epitome of blending into the background and having no effect on me. Like, mm-hmm. know, we're going to talk about Spice later. This is... This is flavorless. This this isn't like offensively bad or anything, but it's just wow, this really brings no emotion to me whatsoever. And mm-hmm. I actually wanted to respond to what Milo said about the production feels like the similar on every level. And to me it was because they use basically the same drum fill, just like sped up to different tempos on just about every single song here. So you always have that same underlying rhythm just like going at a different pace and I don't know it just really blended all together and then sometimes I would feel like future would try to sound a little more like Uzi Uzi tries to sound a little more like future and then the songs blend together even more when when they're doing that and that's kind of what why I feel like a collab with Drake and future would work out so much better because Drake's voice is so like distinct and I felt like their sounds were so different but on this there were points that I was just I would have to listen and be like, okay, Uzi has a little more higher pitch voice than Future does. So definitely echo your thoughts about really blending together and feeling like one kind of like long ass drab song. Yeah. So for my thoughts on this album, um, I actually pretty much agree with both y'all. Um, I thought overall this was kind of a letdown because I mean, weren't they, they were hinting at this album or it was supposed to be dropped like a month ago, right? I'm pretty sure we were actually like waiting for it to drop like a month ago for one weekend and then it never dropped and then people thought, oh, it's not real. And then now like a month or two later, here, there it is. Um, I don't know. It's this weird thing always when like there's two really good artists, but like I feel this happens to like decent amount of hip hop when they come to collab on like like a collab on a song, fine. But when they try to collab on an album, it just ends up sounding like a rush studio session. Like to me, when I finished listening to this album, I came away with it feeling like I feel like they made this in a weekend in a studio. 
Like I felt like there was yeah. no, I felt like there was no like, all right, this, we didn't craft this. All right, let's take this song out. Let's, you know, let's not do this one, but let's do that one. Or let's edit. Like, I didn't feel like there was any of that. I felt like they had a producer and they had a bunch of beats that they thought were kind of cool. And so they just went in there and wrapped on it and came out. And like some people can have success like that, you know, like, um, you know, whatever. But I just, I don't, I don't know, like, when you're dropping an album, like, I just, I want something crafted, you know, <laughs> like, to some degree, like, to some degree, and this didn't sound crafted whatsoever. Um, my biggest complaint was I thought the production sounded the exact same on it, and not even good. That's a problem. Like, I actually don't even mind same sounding production if it's fire, but this, I didn't feel was fire. I felt like this was very boring production for the, except maybe a couple songs, um, and yeah, like, future did i mean i'm not a future fan so you know he did whatever uzi i did not feel like he did his best on this by any means uh, i thought eternal take was way better um and eternal take it like on the first listen it took me a couple of listens and then became one of my favorite albums of this year this i've listened to a few times already and it's not <laughs> growing on me anymore um i just don't think this was it for me um but yeah uh so let's start off with the first song, Stripes Like Burberry. Uh, Alan, you mentioned that, how you actually, that was kind of a good upside for you? Yeah, it was. And part of the reason is because we start out with getting this like producer tag and that's fine. And then goes into the chorus and we get Lil Uzi Vert and he's talking about Philadelphia, right? And how the rough, the rough kind of area that he grew up in and where kind of his come up came from there and then it actually switches off to have them both on the chorus and then future does the same but talking a lot about atlanta and so to me that's how a collab should be done pretty well where they're both introducing each other and then here's where i'm from together here's where i'm from and kind of bouncing off i liked and basically after this point there's no more of that on the album there's no lyrical distinction set um and I don't know, it was just kind of, it's kind of like a tease because I thought this album was going to just do more of that. But to me, it it just, from here on out, it just kind of starts to feel like, oh, here's a song that I could see Future would have made, or here's a song that sounds a little more like Lil Uzi. But this first song, actually, I felt like did a little bit better bringing them together, if that makes sense. And the production was fine. It's not it didn't really stick out to me very much, but solid starter, I would say. But unfortunately, it goes downhill. Mark? Um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't my favorite intro. Like, I didn't come back to it after listening to it. Um, it just didn't do much for me. I thought the production was just okay. Like, it wasn't horrible or anything like that. But I just felt like it was just okay, and this album didn't do much for me. And this is literally how I feel for at least 50%, if not more, of the songs on this album. Um, there's some that I really have thoughts on positive or negative, but for me, like when I heard this intro, I was like, please tell me every song is not going to be incredibly generic like this. So for me, I thought the intro was kind of a letdown. Um, yeah. Milo. I, <clears throat> I agree. So the things Alan's were, Alan was uh, pointing out was, was actually really good. I, I had, so I also took this opening song as kind of a thesis statement as what to expect and then was let down like even the the production wasn't bad on this one in fact i actually turned turned the volume up because 
I like the production more than I like the MCs. And I feel like if the rest of the album had followed the theme that they set out, I would not have disliked it as much as I did. But there's really nothing else to, I don't really know. There's there's nothing else on this album that's quite like the first song. Really? But I guess we can uh, we can get into more details about that as you know we get into specifics. But yeah, I don't disagree with as far as it being a strong start. Yeah, I, it's weird because in the moment I would have thought it was a strong start, right? But now that I have the benefit of looking back and seeing the whole album, it's like, is it really a strong start? Because we go in a completely different direction. <laughs> But I think it is, relatively speaking to the rest of the album, it's, I would say it's pretty good. It's probably, yeah, my, yeah. It's probably my second favorite song on the album, to be honest. Oh, God. Yeah, this didn't even come close for me. I have at least four or five more, like, more than this one. Um, I mean, actually, the second song, Marnie on Me, I thought I liked a lot more. I thought the beat was dope on that one, and I thought Uzi's flow was great. I thought Uzi had a great flow on Marnie on me. Um, <laughs> Future has a line where he says, I push a button, she come when I please. I was like, damn, Future. <laughs> kind of shit you want over here, bro. That's some, uh, some human trafficking type shit, dog. <laughs> Again, again with the domestic abuse and trafficking bars, and we're just going to laugh it off because Future. I mean, that, that's the sad part. I literally woke up this morning, went on Instagram, and found out it's Future's birthday. And all I see is a laundry list of fucking just straight horrible, and like, yeah, like just complete horrible, like, um, she belonged to the streets, like lyrics. I was just like, yeah, I guess this is just like this nigga's whole career now. This is, yeah, yeah, Future needs slave. to learn about writing good bars from like Nav. I think he would improve. You know, but I mean, yeah, what'd y'all think of the song? I wasn't the biggest fan. It's interesting you found the beat uh, cool because I I didn't find it very engaging. And then like the only thing, like the only thing I have written down about this song positive was um, the line, I don't want to talk. What is it? I don't want to talk if you're talking cheap. I was like, okay, given what I've been listening to so far, <laughs> that's a cut above from what I've heard. That's better than popped your girl like a wheelie, I guess. So, but it wasn't, I was, I was ready to move on to the next, what is it? Sleeping on the floor. Alan, what'd you think of uh, Marnie and me? Yeah, Morning you know, on push me. A, Marnie on me. I push a button and the song skips. I didn't like this at all. A, <laughs> dang. <laughs> I'll say I, I felt like the production was like kind of cool but then just like every other song there's like oh sweet production and then that same drum the same drum kit comes in and then rapping starts and I was like okay it's I, it was fun while it lasted but six seconds later and I'm already out I'm uh I'm actually reading the part where he says I push a button my bitch or uh was it she come on please Holy shit, actually, this kind of verse is actually wild, bro. I push a button, my bitch on her knees. I push the button, the bitch come overseas. I push a button when I need some cheese. I push the button in Vietnamese. Those actually sound like human trafficking bars. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild, bro. Oh, future, what the fuck are you on, dog? <laughs> That's oh, wild. FBI. <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. Like, 
yo, go check this nigga's mansion. See what he on, dog. That shit crazy. Um, wow. Anyways, so let's start up because we're definitely not going to go through this whole track list. So, Alan, what would you say was your favorite song on this album? Oh, okay. It's easily Lullaby, which is just, obviously it's just Lil Uzi Vert. Um, really? I'm, I'm say, surprised. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to say that this is the greatest song I've ever heard, but mm-hmm. if you took Lullaby and put it into, like, Eternal A Take and put it into the rest of the Uzi catalog, I feel like it would, it would kind of fit. And mm-hmm. it makes sense because this song is, like, is kind of almost an emo vibe that would have, I would have expected from like earlier Lil Uzi Vert, right? It makes sense that this song wouldn't have future because it's going for a very distinct kind of vibe that doesn't really work with future as well. And I could, it's weird. It doesn't feel like it even fits on this album to me when we're talking about like just every, the other like three things that, that get talked about on this album, having this kind of like, melodic r&b inspired song not fit just was strange to me but it was also just refreshing because i felt like i was going back to that those little uzi vert like earlier songs if that makes sense and mm. yeah i don't i know it's not his best song if this was on eternal take it probably wouldn't have like, like stuck out to me in any way but see and even like i'm looking at the bars now like I done fucked all her friends, all her enemies too. And it, that's that, that's not a very good line to me. But mm-hmm. in the context of the record, I think it's just better than every other song. Milo? If you want to talk about the bars, what really turned me off about this song is I think her mama even feeling me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been watching shit, a lot of porn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Uh, then she sucked my dick and I did not feel a tooth. Cool. Yeah, I remember <laughs> like, that. <laughs> uh, whatever. I, mean, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear, <laughs> you know, porn themes and toothless uh, blowjobs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark? That's, that's funny. Uh, this was one of, I don't know if I'm going to say my least favorite, but I was very off-put by the off-beat rapping in the beginning. Like, I, I was very, very off-put by that. Um, to me, he just couldn't come back with that. Um, but actually, my favorite things were the lyrics in the song, um, just because they were so, <laughs> just because they were so like wild. Like actually, Alan, the, the lyric you said, like I fucked her friends and even her enemies too. Like this sounds like a payback uh, or song, you know? Like like the re- I mean, I don't want to say I like it because of the lyrics, because I like the lyrics as much as like. I like where the lyrics are coming from. Like, this actually sounds like something purposeful. Whereas the other songs, you could say, he's fucking freestyling. This sounds like it's coming from, you know, I don't want to say like, like a diary, but like, this sounds like actually pent up, you know, shit he wanted to release. And so the al- the lyrics sound more legitimate to me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, That's a great like way to put it. Be- just If I could just say real quick, yeah. because the times when we're talking about like, push a button, then a girl brings me this, push a button, then I get this, push a button, I get this. That's, what is that? That doesn't mean anything to me. At least yeah. this song is coming with like, like you said, a real purpose or with at least an idea. If the idea is like getting a blowjob from someone's grandma, okay, at least that's an idea, right? 
exactly. You're right. Um, but there's a line where he says, uh, I talk to bitches even when you right here. I text them in the room when we lay right next to each other. And I was just like, like to me, like that's personal. You know, that, that's yeah. really like, you know, I was over you. Like that, he sounds bitter. Like he's like, I'm, I'm over you, you know. Uh, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, I'm, I, I've, I've been over you before we even, <laughs> whatever, you know, I've been talking to other girls. And so, which I've also put as a note, is this why Brittany left his girlfriend from the early mixtapes? <laughs> like, were you texting other bitches that's even sitting right next to you, bro? <laughs> like, I don't know, but, you know, probably shouldn't do that. It's not, not the best idea if you want to keep your girlfriend. So, <laughs> can't really blame her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me overall, I just could never get not get off the like kind of weird offbeatness of this song. But lyrically, it does sound something that's more typical Uzi. Um, also, there was a weird left turn verse three when he's talking about when he was like before he even started rapping, and he was talking about how yeah, for ten grand, me and my friends would kill someone. Mm-hmm. Like that was a that's a super just like out there turn to take on an album that's. I feel like was made with the purpose to not have any deeper meaning. He gets weirdly real on verse three um, mm-hmm. and really the only point on the album. So I, I mean, to me, I'll easily give this song some credit for that. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, he really, yeah, I'm looking at verse right now and like he really, he's talking about a lot of gang shit, a lot of die for the homies, a lot of like, it does really seem like he's talking from a real last place. So I mean, I respect it. For me, I just, once again, it's a flow. Like, I, I go to Uzi for the flows, and I just, the flow was not there for this song, which is why I couldn't do it. Um, Marla, what about you? That what was beats- your favorite song on this? song? To be honest, uh, and it was a song I was going to suggest for the for the playlist. It was going to be Stripes Like Burberry. Oh, okay. I don't even sure. want to call it my favorite song. It's just a song that I suffered through the least <laughs> and it was the first it was the first one so you didn't know what was coming that's funny yeah. <laughs> so it just got worse and worse afterwards goddamn oh for me it was actually the one they made the first music video for because i think there's not two music videos but it was uh that's it i thought that song banged bro like that was a, that was that was probably the only song where i thought the beat was dope future was dope and uzi was dope like, that's the first, I think that's the only song where I completely liked every part of the song. Um, it just, the when the way the beat comes in, bangs on that shit, I thought. And that beat, I thought, sounded legitimately, like, more crafted than, than most other beats. Um, and I thought Future was flowing on that bitch, bro. Like, I once again, I don't really fuck with Future like that. But I thought his flow was dope. And especially the hook, I thought he was singing was really dope. Um... Yeah, that was that was my favorite song. I thought that was pretty good. Um, Alan, what did you think of that? Yeah, I got I got to be honest. This is towards the middle of the record where I was already kind of out on it. Uh, there was just the one thing I do remember is how many ways in this song can Future talk about his jewelry and how cold it is, um, and that's really all I remember. I feel like I could. You guys remember Mad Libs, not the producer, but like where you yeah. fill in adjectives. <laughs> I could do like a future Mad Libs where it said ice on my neck like a, and then you just put noun. And then basically (laughs) you could just write this whole Mad Libs album for future. And then you'd like get a collab credit. Um, And the song 
<laughs> Another one of those didn't like. Milo? Yeah, I'm glad Alan brought that up. So it it seems like every line is just a simile. Like, I'm not going to try to come up with random bars, but like every line is a, you know, a hop in the whip like a blank. I, you know, fuck on a bitch like a blank. I call up my boy like a blank. Just da 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 uh, I'm faking my shots like a blank. At any rate, so this particular song, like for instance, like the lines I have written down, bitches line up like a contest. I get checks like Nike. The only thing I felt that like stood out to me on this was the beat. I had like a nice little guitar element to it that that I enjoyed. Yeah, Weezy produces, beat, but so that's why it was so dope. Like this, this beat was fire. We're talking about capital W Weezy, no Lil. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the part of me for me, I was saying lyrics, I wasn't really paying attention to all that much, but like the the melody, like the way he like sings, uh, uh, put a tracker on that bitch if you love her because she coming through like a goon squad. Like the way he kind of like said that part, I love, I love the way his voice sounded when he said that goon squad part. And then Uzi comes in and just, I don't know, I just felt like sound, sonically, I thought this worked for me. Lyrics, I I don't I'm not listening. I do not care about the lyrics. I don't listen to um, you know, this album. But sonically, I actually thought this was a pretty good song. Okay, but but about the lyrics, but see, I guess this is with the repetition. I guess everything just seemed like the same thing. Because all the production sounds the same. Then all of the bars, I get that they're not like super deep or conscious, but literally like every line seems to be a simile. Like you can say other things than similes. There are more sentence structures. <laughs> more, that's how you more. knock out an album in a fucking weekend, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, that's how you freestyle an album. Yeah. Like, they basically like, freestyle this album. Okay, Mark, can I ask you a question though? Like, cause like we, we both really like Young Thug. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this is just way worse. And what makes, when Young Thug comes in and he just says weird shit, it like, it at least is more creative. He says kind of more off the wall things. And the production is like way more wild and kind of out there. And it just, it didn't hit on any of those young thug levels to me in future, to be honest, never has. Um, and not particularly to single out this song. Uh, but yeah. a lot of people ask me like, Alan, why, why do you like young thug, but you don't like future and you don't like little baby, you don't like gonna. And to me, it's just how the like wild energy and the like, strangeness that thugger can bring but that's just a stupid aside no i mean that's actually that's what i agree with what you, what you said right there like so for me i don't think young thugs any better lyrically i think young thugs on the same level as future lyrically and i think uzi could probably do better than young thug lyrically um uzi like when he, he's not trying on this album but like if you listen to some shot on tape like uzi can like really you know he can but it's not really his thing yeah um but I think what, what what Young Thug brings that makes him more appealing than both these dudes is that uh, he brings a strangeness, a weirdness, and his voice is way, way, way more melodic than totally. these two niggas, by far. Future or Uzi can't touch Young Thug when it comes to making his voice hit different registers. Um, I don't know if you remember this song on uh, 
so much fun uh cartier gucci scarf where young thug literally sounded like fucking louis armstrong bro like like that shit was dope as fuck bro i was like who the fuck is this i'm just like holy shit that's young thug like i did not even know and so I think Young Young Thug has doper flows and doper vocal inflections. I think that's what makes him, and that, and his strangeness ties into that. And so I think that's yeah. what makes him, you know, better. But lyrically, I think he's just the same as these two niggas. Um, all right, so now that we did favors, what's the worst song on this album? Uh, we'll go reverse. I'm going to start with you, Milo. What was the worst song on this album to you? drinking and smoking and um this isn't even off like some sjw type shit it's just true it's just so quote hit it all night we was drinking and smoking end quote and i'm just like nigga <laughs> that's rape <laughs> wow i'm dead bro Uh, okay, so what the <laughs> one thing it this did the this did the thing that I've criticized a few times on this album of having a pretty cool beat as like an intro and cool in this case it's like a guitar lick. And there was a second that I really it took me back to listening to Polo G because I thought this sounded like a beat that could have come off the goat by Polo G. But but then Future started in with those type of bars that Milo was just talking about. I was like, oh no, now I remember. We're back on Pluto. We're not listening to Polo G. We're back on Pluto. <laughs> We've left Earth. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. I'm not Take Elon me Musk back, either. please. <laughs> um, so for me, as, for, as soon as I saw this, I, I already kind of had a lower standard just by saying the title because there's a YG song called Drinking and Smoking that, or Smoking and Drinking, <laughs> one and two, uh, that features Kendrick Lamar on it. And it's a really, really good, deep song talking about how I smoke and drink to get through the day and get through the night. You know, um, I smoke and drink because my homie just got shot. I smoke and drink because my dead, you know, homie here, you know, I smoke and drink because I had this whole scene dope today, you know, like like all this shit, you know. And Kendrick has a really good verse on there, too, where he's talking about the same shit, you know. Um, that's why we really be smoking and drinking. And so I already have high standards <laughs> when it comes to like how I was smoking and drinking or drinking and smoking. And then this song comes on. And I don't know if it was my least favorite, but definitely I was like, I am not a fan of this beat. The lyrics are boring to me. Uh, the flows are boring to me. Uzi has a line where it literally makes no gossip, no goddamn sense to me. Uzi says, who you know going to hit it raw besides me? Probably a lot of niggas. Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of people. We, we could have a talk about that anyway. Like, I was sitting here like, what do you mean? Like, like plenty of niggas would love to hit it. What are you talking about? That just that line, like, to brag about fucking go raw just made no sense to me because, like, plenty of guys do that. Or maybe the Punani is just that foul. <laughs> like, so you're bragging about just hitting a nasty other girl, bro? Like, <laughs> but wouldn't that mean you want the protection? Like, I don't know. I just don't get it, bro. Okay. Also, Mark, I want to follow up because you said that it remind, it reminded you of, like, a really serious song called Smoking and Drinking. Because I thought of a way better song, but in the other direction. And I don't remember if it's called Smoking and Drinking or, like, 
drinking smoking by Danny Brown on that album Old. Oh, that's a great song too, though. We'd be smoking yeah. and drink, drinking and smoking. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, now that's a turn up song, but yeah. I feel like the songs that we we both brought up, like your song, is a much more serious. It's much better at being a serious rap song, but then the Danny Brown song is way better at just being like a turn up party anthem. And this is well, this is the worst that, smoking like, and drinking song. Then this is the worst. Yeah, one. It's just worse in both ways than both songs. And I don't know. That's so funny. Yeah, and I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Danny Brown does have that song. That song's fire too. And so yeah, they couldn't fulfill e either. Like they can't blame it on you know the Kendrick YG. Like oh, well, we're just not trying to get lyrical shit. Well, Danny Brown didn't either. He still beat y'all by far. He made <laughs> a know? great banger. Yeah, a great banger out of that. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, there was a, actually a part. So it actually started with this song, in my opinion. Um, so it was Drinking and Smoking, then Million Dollar Play, then Plastic. Where as I was listening to it, the, the, these three songs in a row, like the beats were just got worse and worse for me. Like my notes literally when it came to Plastic was trash, period, ass, dot, beats. <laughs> like this shit just got so trash to me. And then, like, Future had a weak-ass flow on that song, Future, and, like, or, and the song Plastic. And I don't know, like, literally, it just got, like, mind-numbing. I think that's also, like, that's it. When I heard that beat, Cameron, right afterwards, I was like, yes, here we go. Like, I'm back. Like, we're back at it, you know. Um, but overall, yeah, I just, the beats were getting really weak around here. But, um, but Alan, so what was your least favorite? Well, you already mentioned it. It was by far was- Plastic. This is one of the worst. This is one of the worst <laughs> songs. Like, you already mentioned how their production just fucking went downhill. Yeah. I mean, especially smoking and drinking. I felt like I said had that cool guitar that I kind of liked, even if the rest mm-hmm. of the song wasn't that great. This this song, like, I don't even remember how the production sounds really, but the bars are just yeah, Cartier. Yeah, Purple Tint. Yeah, three percent. Yeah, two FN. Yeah, Plastic Lock. Yeah, Plastic Fish. Yeah, Plastic. Yeah, Trap Legit. And this goes on for just the entirety of the song. And I, I don't know what else to call this than just like straight filler that like, I can't see that they would have spent more than 20 minutes on this. It just, That's yeah. Kind of with most songs on this. And, and this is another one that would have worked well in the, the future Mad Libs. Like we can do it, we can do it really well. But in this one, it's not even like a real Madlibs because it's just yeah, and then you just write whatever you want. Yeah, bitches on my dick. Yeah, jewelry. Yeah, my cars. And there you go. That's plastic. You got it all done. I fully agree with Milo, you. you have any favorite on the album? Oh, uh, no, yeah, no thoughts. That's why it's COVID. Um, so this song, plastic. You think you're a comedian I, I now, nigga? Say- <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> You're a comedian now, nigga? <laughs> I got no yeah, thoughts. No, that's that's like, that was pretty These future lines, it just got me. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, that, that would have been a great line for future. You should write for that nigga, bro. That's what <laughs> yeah, you should You should ghost write for future. Bro, <laughs> you probably make some bank, bro. <laughs> As for the solid plastic, I want to say, you know, this song should have been, you know, put in the recycle bin, but that even that's giving it too much credit. Um... <laughs> Alan just scratched the surface with the weak bars. So ain't no stopping at the light. That's a no go question mark. Doesn't make sense. Bitch drop it down. Like my name was uncle Luke. Can someone, maybe I'm just missing 
who Uncle Luke is. Like I recognize I the name, but I've only heard uh, the name in rap songs too. Yeah, I've only. <laughs> I don't even think I've heard that. I don't like, recognize like that Sam Snead. Like, who are these people? <laughs> and then on. one, I'm kind of on the fence about. I got a brick for every crack on your street, and I'm like, do I like that? I don't know, but yeah, the bars. I definitely noticed the lyricism. <laughs> uh, had me feeling some type of way on this one too, and the production. I don't have. Yeah, I would agree. It was, it was trash. Like garbage so apparently uncle luke is a member from the 90s rap crew to live crew so, yeah shout out I'm to live crew where are they from are they from the, they're from the south or? i have no idea where these niggas is from bro um so i hold on i want to mention it. so there's two songs on this album that are solo songs right lullaby was the one with uzi and then one before that rockstar chains was the one with future I actually really enjoyed Rockstar Chains, to be honest. I thought that was way better than Uzi's solo song. I thought Rockstar Chains had a kind of cool beat. Future sounded really fun on it. And, you know, like, I generally don't like him. But when he when he hits his flow right, he hits it. And I thought he did it on that song. Um, he has a line where he says, crushed her heart when she found out I crushed her friend. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't, I don't, are you bragging about that? Is that, uh, are you saddened by that? Um, because I feel like that's a legitimate reaction. Yeah. If you tell your, if your girlfriend finds out that you smashed her friend, it, it makes sense. But I, I thought it was a dope line though. Um, like when he uses the same phrase to describe two completely different things. So crush your heart when I crushed your friend, you know, I thought it was a cool line, but I thought, I thought overall this was, um, with the uh, oh, Andy has a line where he says on the song, uh, "Coolest thing you could do is squash the beef and still send a hit." I know niggas do it to me, so I am never gonna stop a blitz. That's a wild line to me. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we cool now. Y'all go kill that nigga, bro. Like that's crazy. That's some wild shit. Um, that's some Tupac. I, I think we lost him. Riverside mother. <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah, I thought the song was good. Um. Alan, what about you? Yeah, I, I didn't think the song was good. I don't think that crushing crushing your friend, crushing your heart line was very good. It's just wild to me that we're like pointing out these good bars, mm-hmm. but compared to Extinction Level Event 2 that we reviewed last week, like, is this is this even the same genre? <laughs> I it's, it's just wild to me that like, there was so much last week to like, dive into lyrically with what Busta was saying and every time that I'm like trying to find a cool bar that sticks out in this it's just I I don't know I don't know it just feels like I'm not even playing the same game you know what I mean I think the reason with Busta is like as I mentioned on that mix on that episode too go check out that you know Busta Times (laughs) episode uh but I think my problem with that one was it was just overwhelming like, I couldn't even focus because there was so fucking much going on. So many features, so many, like, big samples. So, like, the production was super heavy, and it's, like, a fucking 20-song goddamn album. And so, I think I couldn't even... Whereas this, this is what... I don't know how many songs this was. But it's kind of, like, so... 
it was so lackluster in so many places that I guess kind of easy to point out the things that I do all right. Whereas the Lions and Busters album, the like 80%, 90% of the lines are probably way better than this, but it kind of raised it to like a different, you know, different medium. Like a higher or standard for sure. Yeah. And so I just kind of got normalized after a bit to where like none of the lines actually stuck out to me. Yeah. But well, to me, I just, I well, okay. I'm going to be a little bit of like a pretentious dude here for a second. Mm-hmm. I feel like when an album like Extinction Level Event 2 is giving me all those bars that I have to like stop and think about, I feel like it's respecting me a lot more than this album, which is giving me like the lowest common denominator bars that they could think of because they assume I'm not paying attention. It's like almost insulting, if that makes sense. Like there's no, like the the degree of, like, I don't want to say the degree of, like, effort and artistry going into it is just way different, but I think it just is. Um, I mean, it yeah. is. To me, Ben, it is. Like like I said, this sounded like it was made over a weekend. The Busta album sounded like it was made over a decade. Yeah, exactly. And so I just, I, I don't want to, I really don't want to cut this album, like, slack. It just feels low effort. And this song, like, I, I appreciate that you found a bar that you liked in it, but mm-hmm. to me, it's, saying that doesn't feel that original like not really a lot of this album does i can't say that this song stuck out to me in any way other than being mm-hmm. i just liked it a lot less than the just uzi vert song mm-hmm. and yeah like i'll just say I, I also just really don't like feature that much um but milo just for clear what song are we on rockstar trains okay I have nothing to add, as I wrote nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man is spoken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just say, like, out of the two solo songs on this album, I thought this was the better one, personally. But, that's fair. Um, You're the Uzi Vert fan, too. I'm surprised. I know. that I was looking forward to the Uzi solo, but just that offbeat rapping thing he did, where he was more so talking than rapping, just did not work for me. Did not. If he was actually, like probably like rapping that or you know like somehow i probably would have liked it but he did this whole talking thing where it just it didn't work for me um i mean we went through a good amount of songs on this album are there any particular songs that people want to you know note before we wrap this up because i feel like people generally know our feelings so far about this goddamn album (laughs) all i want to say is that in the song sleeping on the floor somebody says i'm getting fly like an eagle so all the listeners out there, Buster Rhymes did a better on Extinction Level Event 1 in the song, Where the Fuck You At? So skip this, take a trip back to the 90s. You'll have a lot more fun with the line, Fly Like an Eagle. I rest my case. I think on that song, I think it's Uzi that says it. You know I'm a dog, I stay with two red bones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll say I'll say one thing that... And the only thing that I really have to add is that I've liked Fly Like an Eagle on the old Seal song from the 90s. But, yeah, that's, that's all That's all I have. Uh, oh, also, Robin, I think I was pointing out these lines because they, they just stick out. Oh, Robin and Pluto, this was a trash song also. Um, I think Uzi has a line where he says, my pockets, they fatter than Missy. Nigga, what? Okay. Why, you, why are you coming at this Elliot? That was, was I, okay. I'm gonna give. 
I'm giving that line to Uzi. That was better than future. Still rude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was unnecessary. You're like... Do they have beef? Like that's that's really fucking rude to say, dog. Like Jesus Christ, you could have said better than a whole lot of things, man. Yeah, you could have said better. How, like, would, whatever. how would they have? How how would they have beef? His first song came out that's in like 2017. <laughs> Missy Elliott's fucking so old now. God. I mean, there's literally a line, and she never been to Pluto. Pockets getting bigger than a sumo. Like you could have used sumo here. <laughs> could have said anything, dog. <laughs> like, also directly crazy. stolen from Denzel Curry, but. Whatever. Oh what, yeah, the that's sumo line? Sumo's fire. The sumo line, yeah. Um, I see. We'll kick it to the internet lines so that I thought were interesting before you wrap this up. Um. Oh, and lullaby. <laughs> um. Uzi did have a line where he said, "Whip it up in the kitchen. No potatoes. Got mash Got out." Mash out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And she never been to Pluto. Balenci, 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 Balenci. If you listen to a turtle take, he has a song where I swear to God, I'm not even fucking making this up. For two bars, Uzi goes, Balenci, 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 yeah. Balenci, Balenci. But it actually does sound fire on that song because, like, he's rapping in a really cool flow. And then he just starts saying Balenci, and you're like, okay. And then he keeps going, you're like, wait, is this nigga really just going to keep saying Balenci? But then he goes back into the, like, his like verse, which actually sounds kind of cool just in context. And this, it was like, nah, okay. This is- well, I remember people people were memeing about that. Yeah. Just, like, so many memes that were just like, one dude going, Balenci, 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 Balenci. I mean, didn't Drake start that with Versace, 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 Versace? I, I mean. Wasn't it? I, well, I get. Well, that's technically Migos then. Or the, the Drake. But then that. who? But then we're debating who started like repetition. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't. I can't even get into that one. Um. Oh, on off that, it was, it was he has a line where he says, "She gave me that mouth on stage. She didn't even use no tube. She gave me that box on stage. I ain't even get no room." Wait, what? Did you did you fuck a bitch on stage, Uzi? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> She gave me the box. Is that what we're referring to women's reproductive organs as? Yes, the box. <laughs> boxes are kind of, anyways, like, never mind. I, I don't want to get into this. I was going through your head right now. I don't know if I can fuck a box. <laughs> what did you guys think that Roddy Rich song was about? <laughs> <laughs> um. Last line I noted was on I Don't Want to Break Up. Uzi, got it. Uzi has all these lines. Uzi said, she reminds me of my account because when I see her, I get rock hard. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, when he looks at his big account, he gets rock hard because he has so many zeros in his big account. So it's the same thing. Okay, that, that also, okay. Also, I feel like you're also ripping off a little Yachty now where you're saying you look as good as Oprah's bank account, but. That's true. That's true. Which that song was actually pretty good. I did like that song. That song has the funniest music video I think I've seen in my life. The music video is hilarious. I thought the baby didn't fit that well in that song, but Drake, Drake actually did great in that song. Drake, well, (laughs) Drake also because he like is an actor and he's talking about like his light his light skin possibilities. I thought his verse was actually really good in that song. His verse was really good too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are just all the lines that I wrote down that I just wanted to say because I thought we were fucking funny. Um, all right, y'all ready for a special meter? Yeah. 
All right, Alan, let's start with you. Yeah, if you you know if you're gonna if you're the type of person who likes this kind of music, you're you're probably gonna like this type of music. But for me, this is not spicy. This is I said earlier when I was texting Mark. This is musical purgatory to me. Not spicy, Milo. This wouldn't even be spicy if I were backstage Victoria's Secret fashion show with the kind of bitches he's talking about. It's just no. This is a negative spicy. Um so I am the type of person that likes this music and I did not like this. Um in my opinion, Uzi has a way better collab project with Gucci Mane that came out late twenty sixteen, maybe twenty seventeen, called um uh I think it's Uzi ten seventeen or something like that. But I thought that had way better bangers on it, you know, whatever. So I just I, I do like this type of music, and I still don't think it works. So for those of you that typically like, you know, Uzi Future type bangers, I still would not recommend this project. Like, cool, give it a listen if you weren't. Like, I thought there was a couple of good songs, but overall, I still would not recommend this project. And so I will also give this uh, Not Spicy, which makes this album certified ragu, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. What's ragu actually Shout out spicy? NLA Choppa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, no, none of us realized ragu was actually like the spicy sauce. That'd be funny. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, two for the playlist, Milo. I will start with you this time. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, stripes like Burberry, and I've made up my mind about the brick for every crack in the street. So, uh, plastic. Alan? I'll go Stripes Like Burberry. Uh, pla- plastic Man, I by far my least favorite song on it. So <laughs> maybe that means I should pick it. No, please don't. <laughs> People no. on the playlist got to listen to well, that. No, People who listen to the playlist got to listen to it. Stripes Like Burberry is like, this is what it could have been. And then Plastic is this. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, that's that's an idea. Do not do that. Please don't do that. Okay, if you, okay, if you, if you don't want to do that, then I would go Stripes Like Burberry and then Lullaby, which doesn't even have Future on it. So no wonder it's my favorite. Mine's going to be That's It, which I think is by far the best song on here. And then my second one is going to be... Morning on me. So we know Stripes Like Burberry is going to be on there. Um, here's my argument for why we should add That's It. That was the first single off of it. That's the first one I got on a music video. And I, Weezy on the beat produced it. I thought it was pretty good. I think other people might like it, even if y'all didn't. So that's my argument for why I think That's It should be on there. But y'all can make an argument for y'all other ones. Well, see, so, I would have. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I actually have a verdict, but I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say first. Well, I would have agreed with you on that's it, just on production. But now that you mention it's a single, like we're supposed to be diversifying people's palettes, right? But if they've like we put a song on there that you most likely have already heard because it was a single that was released before the album. I think it was released like a week ago, but like I the re- the reason. 
I think it should go on for people who aren't going to listen to this album. So like people who aren't going to check it out at all can still get a taste of this album. And this, in my opinion, is the best taste of this album you could get in terms of like, not what it's like, but what it has the best to offer. Yeah, I'm changing, I'm changing my second song after Stripes Like Burberry to, um, oh, what's, what's the name of that song? To Plastic. Uh, just because it has, <laughs> it has future. It has future and it has a little Uzi Vert on it, and like if nothing, if nothing else sticks out to me on this album, then at least I'm gonna hand it to the one that I think sticks out as being the worst and has the most like stereotypical bars that feed into why I feel about this album the way that I feel. So for me, it's I'm just biting off Milo. It stripes like Burberry and plastic. Just trying Dang, to fuck over like Joe Biden right now. <laughs> Milo, aka Biden, bro. Milo Biden, bro. That's about to be you, dog. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we got him then. Uh, Stripes like Burberry and plastic. But go check out that set. It's dope. Um, cool. Be sure to check uh, out the playlist. It is just a little bit worse than it was last week. <laughs> but that playlist is fire now i actually listen to it on a regular basis now um because there's another at first it was only like five ten songs but now how many songs are we at now what maybe 30 we have a decent amount of songs no we there. were way north of 30 this might really? this is probably either 36 38 or 40 oh sure okay yeah check it out so now you have like some real diversity if you want to uh, go to the playlist it's fire um cool uh anybody want to introduce what we're doing next week milo maybe we're gonna be doing meg the stallions album what was the name of it again good news good news that's an ironic title given well (laughs) depending on how you feel about meg the stallion (laughs) but yes uh Yes, Meg Thee Stallion has been popping this year. I mean, over like really the last couple of like year or two, but she's really been popping. Um, she's a dope artist, um, makes great club music, you know, whatever. Quirk star, you know, she out here. So um, I'm excited for this album to see she see what she has to offer. And that's all she wrote, folks. We'll see you next time. Alright, y'all. Pause is how I felt about this album. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, y'all. Have a good one. Ciao. Peace. Peace.